Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is your official spoiler warning. If you haven't seen the Borderline music video, Madonna's Borderline, uh... It's very easy to access, um, so jump on and check it out. But if you've been holding out your whole life to know what happens in that music video, uh, might I suggest that you watch it first before listening to this podcast? Because uh, this is don't say don't say that we didn't give you a spoiler warning because we fucking did. We're going to give away the ending of the music video. Thank you. Peace. I hate the word. I Hello and welcome to Missions X Leguizamarama, a podcast where two people who should be doing things that gain them an audience instead sit and watch uh, One Thing starring John Leguizamo uh, every week and then talk about other things and that for a little bit. Um, I am one of those co-hosts. My name is Zachary Ruane, who you might know from. Um, oh my god, I got nothing, Mish. You can you can do it. You can do it. Oh, um, come on! Uh, writing angry political tweets uh, and then deleting them mm-hmm. because I am not informed enough to put my opinion out there. I'm mm-hmm. joined as always by uh, Mish Witchrup, who you might know from, who you might know from only ever tweeting one tweet a month, but it always does quite well. <laughs> So I'm okay with it. I feel like if I used Twitter more often, I'd be less good at it. So the one tweet I release a month does very well. Thank you very much. And I think I'm just going to keep that kind of relationship with Twitter. Uh, That's a good relationship with Twitter because anything more than that, um, you'll hate everyone. We're joined (laughs) um, this week, though, by a special guest. Ooh. Ooh. Um, Zach worked through his social anxiety and he sent through an Instagram message. (laughs) And lo and behold, they said yes. Um, I've been doing really bad introductions. I've been ashamed of some of my introductions over the last few, like, months. Um, So I've written down a little list. Um, (laughs) It's a, no, there's nothing, it's not, it's not like a real one. Um, uh. This person has. <laughs> I can't believe you prepared this. I'm sorry. I, know, I, fucked up, I fucked up Tilly's so bad mm. that I was ashamed of myself. Yeah, you've really held on to that. It was so bad because I listened back because I had to listen back. I don't normally listen back and I had to listen back to that one um, because I like slandered every single one of our university teachers at the end, so we had to cut it. Um, but I, I spoke I, – I fucked up that introduction, so let's – tell me how this one goes. <clears throat> um, this person has, a ch- has p- performed in many roles in their 31 years. 
she's been a comedian, writer, actor, radio host, podcaster, and, and most recently um, uh, a co-host of the Big Film Buffet, the New Zealand AU and NZ podcast <laughs> about Netflix AU and NZ. I oh, fucked it. It's Jen Fricker. Hey. <laughs> that was so great. Bad. That no, was great. I fucked it up. I fucked it up. Babe, it was amazing. Babe. No, no it, was, it was accurate. Okay, here's some stuff I liked about it. Yeah. As, a, as a professional broadcaster. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, okay, let's start with what worked. Okay, great, great. <laughs> I feel like I'm like I feel like I'm in the song break at like uh, at like Nova FM right now. Oh my now. god, <laughs> this is this is literally the A and uh, the ABC criticism model. It's like okay. it's literally you start with what worked. So Zach, what do you feel worked? Um, I thought like, I thought I, you know, I, I definitely made some mistakes and said New Zealand instead of Netflix. No, what, but I what thought, worked? You have to start with what's positive. I you thought have I to. kept it really joyful and conversational. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I made jokes, uh, where like I, I acknowledged the mistakes in such a way that like it was all part of the fun and in a way that we could riff on it. Um, mm-hmm. so I thought that was, that was, that was worked well. Okay. And what do you think didn't work? Um, well, I, I said New Zealand. I said the name of a country <laughs> instead of uh, the stream of Netflix. Okay, That's a yeah, big yeah. fuck up. I also, I also like did a list of things you've done uh, or that Jen has done, um, mm-hmm. include, and then I ended on podcaster, and then I was like, but most recently, and then I said hosting a podcast. I think that through me and then when I got okay. thrown by that um it I I I just stopped saying words and started yeah. saying sounds yeah okay yeah. and what do you think you can improve on for next time um just confidence like, probably is a big thing yeah yeah um, yeah, 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 yeah you know just like charging through <laughs> if I make a mistake feel, that's okay yeah I feel like is. I'm the work experience kid in the room <laughs> Absolutely. Just being like, okay, yep, got it. Also, I just thought then that would be the worst reality television show. Like, so you think you can be a radio presenter or something like that? (laughs) So Zach's just come in for his audition. Yeah. And and to be fair, I feel like you could potentially be the host of that show. You know what I mean? Cunt on breakfast radio. Like, I don't think I could. (laughs) What was the context? I stumbled over the word country. Oh, that's okay. That's fine. It's, it's not like you went, you know, that's like a prime minister's a cunt or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was just me stumbling over the word country, but it was at 8 o'clock, which is in Breakfast Radio where you have the most listeners. Like it was right 8 Did you get complaints? Mm, yeah. Yeah. And the thing about the ABC is you have to reply to all complaints personally. <laughs> no. Well, you do. Yeah. Really? You yeah, personally uh, do. The manager of the station does, but you're made aware of it as well, which is crazy. So, like, honestly, have a go. If you don't like stuff on your broadcast to the ABC, just know that if you complain to the ABC, the person that you are complaining about will be aware. Oh no! Oh my god! But also, who has the time to do like if I was yeah, it was eight a.m. and I was driving to work and Mm. I heard someone accidentally say the word cunt. Mm. And for whatever reason, I was offended by that. I would then have to pull to remember that, pull mm-hmm. over my car mm-hmm. and send in an email. 
In yeah, this like, day and age, um, you know, like there's been nothing that's happened in society over the last two years that's indicated to me that people like that exist. Yeah. So I'm shocked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm man. If I've only ever in my life ever done one written complaint, ever, mm-hmm. and it was uh, to some I – I feel like I can say this openly now. <laughs> it was to some construction workers that we've had um, – uh, on Who our like building. from the last week? I've heard of really good dudes. Really generally. nice guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love a tradie. And yeah. um, no, the, the one of them spat on my balcony and then um, referred to. I'm, I'm assuming a girl that he'd hooked up with that weekend or something as a dumb bitch, or like as a bitch. So I sent in a. Compl- I, I wrote a written complaint about it. It went nowhere. I was mm. told that my dog was annoying them. <laughs> So amazing. Like, but, so, well, what I learned from that is written complaints don't do anything. But now that I know that the ABC really does uh, take them seriously, I plan on yeah. writing more. Yeah, please. Mm. I mean, yeah. I don't know if they take them seriously. They'll just tell the person. Yeah, they'll just <laughs> ruin just... someone's day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, okay. I remember I wrote a written complaints once. It's so lame, but I wrote a written complaint about <laughs> to my gym. Back when I was going because I went to a yoga class and the girl taking the yoga class just ate muesli bars through the whole thing. And it was like even in like the meditation part at the end, you could just hear her like crunching and like rustling papers. That's amazing. And it was just like it was so distracting. And I know it's like so petty, but I was just like, (laughs) I don't know. I think it's fair. Uh, this is a, it's so funny to me that someone's like, okay, now <laughs> put your hand down. When I was like uh, 12 years old, um, my mom, <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling this story. This is great. I love this. I don't know what's happening here. Oh, fuck. All right. So um, when I was about 12 years old, I was a fat kid and my sister was like a really, really good swimmer. And I was fu- I was actually pretty good because I could float. So I was a good swimmer too. But um, my mum suggested that while she did swimming classes, there was this circuit class for teenagers uh, that took place at the same time. She's like, maybe you could do this circuit. I was 12. You could do this circuit class. And I was like, it yeah, sure. Like a nightmare. Awful. I, I think I did it twice because um, the, the circuit person was just like, she doesn't want to be here. She doesn't want to do it. I ate a packet of twisties while doing the circuit class. That fucking rules. Yeah. Like That's I had fantastic. it in, like with the yeah. little bike. I had the packet of twisties like where the little screen is on the bike and I just ate cheese twisties while That's I great. did the circuit. I have not told anyone that story ever. I love cheese twisties so much. Yeah, me too. I love cheese twisties. I can't – I don't eat them anymore because I don't eat animal products but really angered me that there are people and quite a few people that prefer chicken twisties mm. because chicken twisties to me – uh, they taste so foul. I can't imagine why anyone would enjoy them. Yeah, yeah. No, you know fair. what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah. weird to have any product where the central color scheme is green and yellow mm. as a food product. What about I pineapple? Feel, yeah, yeah, but it's got a bit of brown there, breaking it up. It yeah. occurs in nature, whereas I feel like chicken twisties. When I think of chicken, like mm. or flavor or twisties, mm. I'm not thinking green and yellow. No, here's a question. And I feel like it's already unsettling, mm. and then you open them up, and you're like, "Well, I should have just gotten cheese." Should yes. yeah, because green is an odd mm. color. Here's a, here's a question to the both of you, um, and I think one that 
has crossed the minds of, of many people and, and, and listening to the John Leguizamo podcast. Mm. Um, what flavour do you think is the furthest from its original, like from its namesake? Does that make yeah. sense? So what flavor yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got an answer. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and I think that's clear enough as a, as a question. Yeah. I think How so. about Maggi Two Minute Noodles Oriental flavour? Yeah. That's pretty fucked. No, that's <laughs> fucked and wild, but I put that in a in a similar place to like Blue Haven or Blue Heaven. Like it that, that there's no that has no reference point as much as like, mm. you know, like I'm talking about like what's the thing where the flavor has a very universe when I hear that flavor, I I know mm. what it tastes like, but it oh, doesn't okay. taste like what it's named after. Like strawberry flavor as distinct from strawberry. So you know what I mean? When you have a strawberry a milk, fruit. yeah. When you have a strawberry milk, mm. you know what you're expecting, but it's not the flavor of a strawberry. Mm. Yeah, like like a, a strawberry milk. Yeah, the idea of like, um, oh yeah, like this milk is gonna taste like a tart acidic fruit. Yeah, gross. But I know what strawberry tastes like. Yeah, or even those banana lollies. Yeah, that's a good mm. one. They're foul. They're foul, mm. but they taste how they look. But it's yeah. not a banana. Does that I, make no, sense? I hear what you're saying. I, Are I we high? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's chicken flavor, though. I do think it's very distinct to Australia, but I, that's what made me think of it. Because, mm. like, strawberry's pretty far. Like, strawberry literally is when you think about it, the fruit is tart and the flavor is sweet. And like, mm. but I think that really deep down, chicken flavor tastes there's nothing like chicken. That's true. I, I agree yeah. with you. Although going back to Maggi noodles again, beef mm. Maggi noodles don't taste like beef. No. That's true. Yeah. I don't even know how I would describe beef Maggi noodles other than salty, mm. right? My mum used to drink a beef stock cube when she wasn't feeling well. Is My that fucked? that too. Uh, oh, you know okay, what that cool. is now? It's bone broth now. Like I feel like mm. it's just been repackaged and made bougier, but it's essentially bone broth. Yeah, that's mm. true. I used yeah. to think that was very odd. She used to get a little cube, one of those the cheap ones that come in like a tiny little thin. Like a uh, Gravlox or whatever. Like yeah, Gravlox. Yeah. And she would, um, she would drink that when she was unwell and yet would never give it to me when I was. Yeah. What's that mean? Okay, let's dig into well, that, Mish. What, 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 do you- <laughs> what do you think that means? I don't know. When I was unwell, though, my mum was that like that mum <laughs> that if I was sick, I went into my room with the lights off. Yeah. I need. To, I need to. I think I need to book in a session with my therapist. <laughs> I went into the room with my lights off, um, no television, flat lemonade, and dry toast. You know what I mean? That was that was what I got. But when she was sick, mm. she got to watch her Robert Redford films with her fucking beef hot beef stock. <laughs> she had different <laughs> and standards. You're for not herself talking about Robert Redford there. Sorry, I don't know. He's a hot beef stock. <laughs> he's a hot there's something very stock. like there's something very um very evocative of hot beef stock and Robert Redford movies. Yeah, yeah, like you could see him doing an ad for hot beef stock. Yeah, and it yeah. would be hot, it would be fucking sexy, like the early eighties or something. Yeah. Early eighties, like Barbara Streisand in the way we were, Robert Redford. Oof, yeah, delicious. Yeah. That's a Yum. hot beef stock. <laughs> I'm Yellow. feeling better already. Um, um, we yeah. should talk about John Leguizamo. Jen, do you yes. uh, do, do you know who John Leguizamo was to first hear it or was it like one of those? Like what's your 
Um, frame of reference? Frame of reference. When, you, when I asked you to be on this podcast about John Leguizamo, mm. what was... Did you have to look him up? Like, what's your relationship with John Leguizamo? Okay. Like, personal relationship. Personal um, relationship. My journey with it, if you will, is <laughs> that uh, he, I think he was in Romeo and Juliet, the Basil Luhrmann. Uh, yes. yes, he was. Yes. 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 He was yes. And he was great in that. Yes, 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 he, yes was. he was. Very, very good, um, yes. <laughs> He, he played Toulouse-Lautrec in Moulin Rouge? Yes, uh, yes, 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 he, he did. did. Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. <laughs> um, and then I heard him on an episode of the Conan O'Brien podcast. That <gasps> that's about sense. it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, we should, um, uh, that's a great, we should do an episode about that. An episode, yes, a podcast about episode about a podcast episode is the about most John's do you know what? thing you could possibly do. <laughs> Have you found that, because I use Spotify to listen to podcasts, mm. and I found that when you were, like, there are, and I can see it for what it is, which is just a real sneaky way to get people to listen to your podcast. But it, there are podcast episode recap podcasts. So then when you search for the podcast you're looking for, sometimes the first result is the recap of the podcast episode you're looking for. Oh, that's so annoying. Oh, wow. It's so annoying. Like, that's so you. annoying. Yeah. Let me that's in- crazy. Make your own content. You know what I mean? Mm. But mm. it's like I don't want to listen to – I don't know who the fuck these British people are talking about. Mm. Whatever the dumb podcast I want to listen to, I just want to listen to how. I would. I or that Phoebe being said, Bridges though, writes her songs. I, <laughs> I do. I do judge that, but mm. I get the biggest fucking ego boner at the idea that someone would do a recap podcast about our podcast. Yeah, that makes me feel so famous. Mm. <laughs> do you know what would be very funny though? In all seriousness, is to do a recap podcast about that podcast. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, of the one reviewing be, your podcast. Yeah. So yeah, you just like you every week, right? The way, it's this podcast you're talking about that does recaps of other podcasts. You then the next day listen to that podcast and talk mm. about that, and then they started talking about Phoebe Bridges um, and their interpretation. I thought that was, I don't know. I feel yeah. like how far can how far down that rabbit hole can you go? I mean, I've never fully listened to one. It's always by accident. So I do wonder, like, are they critiquing or are they just simply stating what's happened, like, in a way that um, voice description happens in movies where, like, for people who are vision impaired, sometimes you'll have a voice descriptor being, like, a man wearing a suit walks into the room, like, that kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Podcasts are a very weird genre. It's very fun to be in the, like, I feel like we're, st- even though it's a very established thing, we are still in that weird, like, early phase of it. Like, you know, when mm-hmm. you watch early TV and you go, like, and they're all just like, hello and welcome to the television, you know, mm-hmm. and it's really weird and clunky and they don't quite know what to do. I feel like we're going to listen back. I think we're still in that era of podcasts. Like, we're just the development at the end era. Of it, where we're going to yeah. listen back and be like, did you know there were, like, did you know the pe- people that hosted the podcast used to just have a little piece of paper where they would, like, Say the thing that this that's sponsoring them and like yeah. read the, like and talk about their personal experiences with that product and people will be like oh that's odd or the flip side where they'd be like these people just talk to each other for two hours <laughs> <laughs> like, do you think that no podcast edit. do you think podcasting has legs do you think that this is or do you think it's a phase podcast I think it has legs. Yeah. Huh? yeah, I think it has legs. Yeah. I don't know. I heard someone describe it as narrow casting versus broadcasting, and I'm like, Ooh. I feel like the world is big enough that um, I love that we've got into sincere 
chat about Yeah, we podcasting. don't give a shit here, man. We, We're there fucking is, no, unscripted, <laughs> no limits. You have not. I mean, I'm sure you've been on a few in your time that don't care mm-hmm. about their audience, but this mm-hmm. is the one. But I just, I, I wonder sometimes, like, do you remember like in 2012 maybe there was that big surge of YouTubers yeah. that would like – Take you around, like, like it, it, particularly in England, and they would take you around on their day and show you the makeup they bought, and then they'd go to Primark and mm. <laughs> buy like a lipstick from Primark, and they'd show <laughs> it on their on their YouTube. That's all like crashed and burned now, and no one watches them anymore. Like, what are they mm. doing? And I, I wonder, feel like they're doing TikToks now, though. I think they're mm. doing the same thing, yeah, but it's TikToks. now limited to thirty seconds, which is wild. I do love. Yeah. I, there, there's nothing I love more than seeing. Uh, like seeing the transit, like seeing the people go from um, we are the new thing and television mm. is, or like whatever it is, it's like that thing is over, we are the new thing. And then like seeing the whole trajectory to them trying to like awkwardly insert themselves into like, 100%. like YouTubers on TikTok when it doesn't work is like mwah, so beautiful. Oh, delicious. Oh, my favorite is when. It happens so much in stand-up comedy where, like, dudes come through and they're like, man, like, Australian entertainment's fucked and, you know, everyone sucks and it's the same five people doing the thing and then they all get booked on an ABC comedy show and then they're like, guys, why are people being so mean about our show? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it happens so much. Like, they do a Melbourne Comedy Festival show. And this is not – I'm not doing this as a – like, that's not Auntie Donna at all. Like, I mean, like, actual (laughs) – um, but just like you know those dudes and they're like, I'm fucking edgy, man. I got my dick out on stage at Melbourne Comedy Festival and then now they're like on a fucking panel show being asked what they think about, I don't know, <laughs> fucking who cares. And then they're like, guys, stop bullying me on Twitter. <laughs> That's my favourite arc. Oh, it's a good arc. It's a beautiful arc. It's beautiful. It really is a really good arc. It's, it's beautiful. A, the I trick like, with um, Auntie Donna is we sold out like before we were big enough. <laughs> like, we no, sold I just feel like ago. you never like you like went, just skipped that part and went straight to Netflix, right? <laughs> like, yeah, that's pretty I, um, much how it worked. <laughs> I really like the arc of um, Instagram influencers mm. that now TikToks out are trying to create TikToks where they have this like personality so oh. they're like I'm more than just my Instagram photos but they're also just kind of 30 seconds of a moving Instagram photo mm. um but that oh it's delicious there's one right. I've forgotten I've forgotten his name but he's gross and his TikTok's so gross and it's just it's oh he, and he's too, he's just too old it's just delicious I I'm, I'm a big TikTok fan I big, should big tell you Mish, Jen Mish sends all of her friends um like Foul, sexy man TikToks like. That's oh my god, they're my favorite. Do you want me to start sending them to please, you? Okay, please, okay, I will. I have, oh. I have about six or seven friends that every time, like, and they're fucked. Yeah. and I'll add you to the list because I just oh kind god. of mass send them out. Sometimes I send them to Zach and his partner at the same time when I know they're sitting on the couch together. That rules. Yeah, I'll oh, start sending phenomenal. them to you. I have, should... I have the most beautiful bank of fucking fucked. Gross cunts from Please. TikTok. Please, oh. yeah. I, so I've only been on TikTok for a month. I don't have any oh, desire to. Yeah, I don't. Ha- I'm not going to post anything because I. I just feel like I'll be like, "Is this a thing?" Like, and then point it. <laughs> what are, am I doing it right, kids? Like, I don't want to do that, but I love watching them. Mm. Yeah. And um, 
I, yeah, and my algorithms just started tossing those ones up and there's one and he's like, a lumberjack? Oh, good. <laughs> and it's right. just him cutting wood <laughs> and oh. over the course of a minute or whatever, he just takes off his shirt. Oh, and yeah. That's it. So and then good. The, and then there was one he did like a response video and it was someone being like, when are you going to rearrange my guts? And, it, and then it's just him eating oatmeal topless. And I'm like, I don't good. know what this is, but it's hot, I guess. No. It's I'm so sure. funny. I am it's sure so that there's funny. other things on TikTok, but my entire algorithm is just those fucked men and mm. women who have around about 300 likes on their posts just making fucked food. Like, oh. like, hi, everyone. Today I'm going to do a cheesy chicken bake and it's just some cream chicken and cheese and that's it. And it's just like, yum. Oh, disgusting. Though That's who I watch on TikTok. I, I'm obsessed. I am, I'm My a big fan. I genuinely will start sending you some. Please, I would love that. That would be so good. Yeah. What were you going to say, Zach? Uh, no, I'm just I'm – like my, my personal favourite um, is – I really love when they're like an expert in like something. I like really mm. love like real estate TikTok and I really <gasps> love investment TikTok. Yes. Um, and like Mish sent me one recently. What's that? Do you follow Lords of Property on Instagram? No. Okay, no. I'll send that to you. Please it's, do. What's it's, that? It's real estate Instagram. So it's like real estate agents being like, and Australian, specific to, I would say, Port Melbourne and the Gold Coast. Oh, good, good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like dudes just being like, time's a rise and shine. Got a two-bedroom unit on sale today. <laughs> this Got is exactly really your... Oh, I my love God. This love shit. it. I love, this love it. Anyway, I, I interrupted um... you again. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I love it so much. No, but this is... That's my genre and I really love, like, I, I talk about this all the time. Like, every episode I talk about the ones where they do little scenes where they're like... Um, <gasps> why wouldn't you just keep all your money in the bank? It's like, yeah, well, this is the rate of embed, like if this is the interest rate and how it'll go up. But what if you put it in a super fund? And it's just oh like, oh my wow, God. I didn't even think of that. Like then, a year 10 financial literacy assignment. Yeah, yes. but it's always about like, like these guys that have, a, there's nothing funnier than someone that's drunk the like billionaire Kool-Aid that like mm. all they have to do is like game the system and they too will be Hustle a billionaire. King. Yeah. 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 And it's like there's nothing sadder than like someone who isn't a billionaire to- talking about those. It's like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what it's are you fucking doing? nuts. And um, Mish sent me one recently of a property guy um, dancing and so telling you funny. what you should Dancing to a trending song, like in a suit, like winking at the camera, mm. being all sexy, dancing with just text about why you should build your first oh. home rather than buy it. Oh, amazing. I fucking love it. So one of the central themes of the Lodzler Property um, Instagram is that for a while, real estate agents were really trying to recreate scenes from movies in the property that they were trying to sell starring oh. them. And a lot of them... Love oh to do reenactments of American Psycho, like the morning routine oh, one. Is like amazing. I get up, I do a hundred push-ups, but like it's just old mate from LJ Hooker, Port Melbourne, oh. in like in the apartment he's trying to sell, and also completely devoid of like, or not aware at all of the irony of a real estate agent reappropriating uh, American Psycho I, I to cannot. then try and sell property. Like I sincerely? cannot think of. I it's cannot amazing. think of. Like I get it. 
I get it with like a with like a Wolf of Wall Street. I get it, but I cannot think of a film that you like. I cannot think of a film that you have to be stupider to mm. not get the irony than American I know. Psycho. Yeah. Like if you like, you have to be so fucking stupid at your yeah. core to not pick up on the irony of American Psycho. <laughs> One hundred percent. I um, I went on one too many dates with a guy a few years ago. Uh, he was a chef. <laughs> and, no, um, yeah, I, I already know where thing. this story's going. <laughs> There's this thing, Jen, where like I've I've dated. I went through a period of time in my life about two years where not intentionally, but I seem to exclusively go on two to four dates with a series of chefs in their mid thirties. Do they like hip hop? Did you find most of them? Oh, like all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. Absolutely. Loved hip hop. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Bit of a sneak ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. 100%. But also, like, also, all, all kind of either just dipping their toe in being conspiracy theorists mm. or like way into it. Mm. 100%. But also, all loved the movie American Psycho. This Oof. guy, I, I went, I think I Oof. went on about two or three dates with him. And his favorite movie was American Psycho, and it's exactly what you were just saying, Zach. His fa- his reasons for loving it wasn't because of the blatant irony or the kind of even humor behind it. It was because he felt like it was this really like deep insight look into, you know, a life that he would dream of having one day. Of he being found this. it aspirational. Yes, and it's oh like you absolute madman. Yeah, let's go on another date. I'm very lonely. Yeah. But yeah, you're fuck. insane. But How you're fucking insane. In the bedroom, though. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> they course. all were. That's the problem. That's the fucking problem. That's the fucking problem. Because oh. American Psycho Dick yeah. is good dick. It's good dick. <laughs> the American, will kill you. American Psycho Brain, petrifying. Awful. Stay away from it. Awful. American Psycho Dick, break my back, bitch. It's so fucking good. <laughs> Anyway, Tom, we can consider cutting this bit. Oh, my no, God. That's fantastic. That's so okay. funny. But, I mean, that's even in American Psycho. He's good at sex in American Psycho. Exactly. That's yeah, the yeah. irony. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have to be the best at everything. 100%. And also, to a psychopathic degree. Yeah, and they're all chefs, so they're all on a lot of stimulants. 100%. So they're, like, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing. Yeah. Anyway. There's like I do think I do really, really think there's something like real estate agents because I I have a real love of and we've talked about this before on this on this podcast, but I have a real love of like those million dollar listings and Sydney. Oh, I love shows. shows. Yeah. I love them so much, and there's something so funny about like like how shit they are, right? <clears throat> but the idea of the same personality. Selling like a two bedroom unit that looks exactly mm. the same as a hundred thousand other two bedroom units is so funny. Like the yeah, idea yeah. of like I'm thinking of yourself as Patrick Bateman, not picking up on the irony, and you're selling like rental flats in. I Glebe. love that real estate agents have be- believe that the secret to their success is a personal brand. Yes. <laughs> Because as someone who's rented my entire fucking life, yeah. all I want is for the real estate agent to not be a horrific cunt. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I want. That's all you want. The bar is so low. Mm. And I'm not ever I'm not ever gonna be like, this vibe is cool. This guy's vibe's cool. Yeah, I'll pay extra. Like I'm like, no. 
None of them are charming enough. I don't think four months at TAFE gives them the social skills <laughs> to really fucking sell based off their own charisma. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's, it's also just like it's so it, you're so right that it's this thing of like they're like, man, I am doing really well. I like you always see it on those shows. They're like, I am. We are doing the best sales we've ever done. I am kicking it. Um, if you put a graph of how much better of a real estate agent I am compared to a year ago next to a graph of like the rate of inflation in property prices, it would be yeah. exactly the same. But it's because I started doing videos. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, all humans as a, as a human right need shelter. Right. And so the thing that's going to make me better at giving people shelter is my TikTok videos. Like, yeah. no. It's like, can't we need, like, I need the house um, and I'll go with the house somewhere. I can get. Um, yeah. And you the are the person I, I need to talk yeah. to to get that. Yeah. Please you stop are dancing for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please, Please stop, stop dancing. I'm really stressed financially. I'm really stressed. I oh can't make rent. Please stop dancing. Oh and help it's God. just, it's every way. It's like every like direction is just like, stop it. Like, I feel like if I was, if I was like, I'm a renter, right? I'm at mm. this end. I'm like, fuck you. If I was a buyer, I'd be like, fuck. But if I was like a landlord, right? If I was in that world and I had like 12 properties and I was like, hi, I'd like you to sell this property or I'd like you and they're like don't worry about it we're gonna do this and this you got that champ um my pants are really tight and yeah I just be like okay i don't give a fuck I don't care. about you. i don't care just like yeah please put someone <laughs> in my house and give I, me money if i owned like 12 properties obviously on like a certain level of wealth that i i have no relation to <laughs> who i am currently but if i had 12 properties and then this like little cunt in a cheap so was like, yeah, just billionaire chat, yeah? Just you and me, billionaire chat on my live. How about 6 p.m. tonight? Go live with me on Instagram, bro. Just billionaire chat. I'd be like, absolutely not. Like, no, we're not the same. What is this? Like, that's I barely wonderful. trust you to hold on to the keys to the rental property. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I... I'm like, oh, I'm if- so happy for you that your friend sent you a text when Top Man was closing and you got in and <laughs> bought five suits. Oh, my God. I'm so proud of you. Oh but please, God. like, leave me alone and yeah. put a renter in my property. Yeah. Please just do the job I'm paying you for. I can't believe we've humanized landlords before we've humanized oh, rental like, I can't agency. I can't express to you because do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Like, it's, it's like I'll take the bourgeois, I'll mm. take the bourgeois over the like the proletariat that they're like one day. The bootlicker. The bootlicker. The bootlicker. Yeah, because like. yeah, I know what a boot looks like, but I don't know what a bootlicker looks like until <laughs> they tell me they lick boots. Yeah, Does that, make sense? <laughs> that makes sense. It makes it's very the, good sense. It's it's anyone in like like I've I've worked in um you know I've had to rent and I've worked in hospitality and it's like you know those like there's always those like movies like you're down to nabbies. There's like always that person in the downstairs part of an upstairs downstairs story that's always like. We must do everything for the we must do everything for the Lord and Lady of the House. It is mm. our duty. Mm. And it's like, what are you doing, cunt? Like and yeah. it's that 
energy is exactly the same as like real estate agents and like mm. like the HR man- people, HR people. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, there's a few in advertising and yeah. like definitely like I feel like everyone who's worked in hospitality has had like a manager like that where they're just like there's Help. always one manager and they always show up to like the shittiest. I worked in a hotel restaurant and bar and it was the grimmest place because the only people that stayed there it was opposite. Um, a hospital and so the only people that's and also the southern hemisphere's biggest brothel so the only people that stayed there were either families of people in the hospital outpatients from the hospital or people like just really going all in on the brothel so it was like no one was spending any money at the bar because or like no one was tipping at the bar and the food was not like the food was for people who had other concerns like no one was mm. going to the restaurant because they wanted to have a great meal. Like they were going to the restaurant because they were so overcome with grief because their kid's dying of cancer or something. You know what I mean? Like it was just a shit vibe. And yet the manager just always showing up being like, okay, let's get this bread. (laughs) 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 All right, fam. Like it's sticking inspirational, like signs up and stuff. It's being like, we're serving a horrified and downtrodden clientele. Like I don't think us coming out and being like, can I upsell you is going to really change the fortunes of, the hotel or the people here. <laughs> for that person whose child is dying of, like, cancer of the eyeball and yeah. for the person who spent all their money on a sex worker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're going <laughs> to... That's very good. Like a lot of leaving Las Vegas vibes as well where they're like, I'm going to kill them. <laughs> 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 they're going to spend their last 10 grand at the brothel and then they're going to kill themselves in one of the rooms. <laughs> You've got to make sure that you that, that you uh, bring the right cutlery with yeah. the meal. Make sure you let them know room service is available. If the, if you're taking out a soup, you've got to think about it. All right, do I need a spoon? But if there's bread there, get them a knife as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Always say yes, chef, in prep. It's like the chef you're talking about is a drug dealer. Like Never he's here to backwards. deal drugs to the clientele. He's not here to serve anyone. <laughs> Hey, guys, come on. Let's not lean in front of the guy, the leaving Las Vegas guy. That's such a <laughs> Just the idea that, like, the, the scene, I remember that scene in Leaving Las Vegas where, where Nicolas Cage, right before he really, like, really went downhill, just, like, mentioned to the manager that he saw a few low staff members leaning. <laughs> it's absolutely oh. that. That's great. It's absolutely that. Mish. Yeah. Let's read the blurb of the music oh. video we oh, made yeah. and watch. <laughs> okay, let me pull it up. This is right, a John Leguizamo on. podcast. That's what we're here to talk about. <laughs> yeah, sorry. For a second there I forgot and I was looking up the name of um the <laughs> I was looking up the name of the chef with American Psycho Dick. Um anyway. <laughs> oh. uh, Can you send that to me after? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, There's like right. a few in Sydney and they're like kind of sliding into my DMs at the moment. I'm like, oh. I know this is going to ruin my life. But. I, well, they will. It will. I, yeah. I can help you. I'm a professional. Cool. Fuck. I'm a professional chef fucker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, here is my blurb. Firstly, let's just say that this is the first gig John Leguizamo ever got. Oh. Isn't that cool? This is his That's first good. Credit That's on a IMDb. good gig. Yeah. This is an honour, Jen. We have welcomed mm. you into the John Leguizamo family. Um, with a with a very precious and honoured credit for us. Mm. So enjoy. <laughs> it's a pretty good credit, I gotta yeah, say. You're welcome. First gig, that's pretty good. Yeah, very good. 
Mm. Um, Okay. Madonna's song Borderline tells the story of young love. The female protagonist appeals to her male counterpart to either end their relationship or finish what he started and commit fully to their burning passion. Mm. She grows increasingly frustrated, claiming that her love interest is simply making a fool of her, playing with her heart and keeping her a prisoner, while she continues to give everything she has to what seems like a love that is not reciprocated, yet also not truly one-sided. The music video to this song is about a group of young break dancers on the street. A photographer approaches them and starts to chat with Madonna, but her boyfriend doesn't like this, so he takes her to a rooftop so they can make out in their double denim. But then he is super rude to her and ditches her to play pool with the boys. Luckily, Madonna has become super famous off a really strange photo shoot she did with some pillars in an 80s bathroom. This makes her boyfriend regretful for being so mean, so he hits her up, and despite the fact that he was a cunt, she makes out with him anyway. But we've all been there. John... John Leguizamo was in this music video. I am not certain where. I thought maybe he was one of the breakdancers at the start, but then I Googled it and apparently he's a skinny dude in a red shirt outside the pool hall. It's really hard to tell. I probably could have done a bit more research into this, but there was an earthquake the other day. This music video video is said to have helped launch Madonna's career into superstardom it generated academic interest for its use of power as symbolism according to some critics this video helped establish madonna's early success and she was credited for resisting the taboo of interracial relationships within it johnny legs went on to do miami vice after this Who's Johnny Legs? Oh, John Leguizamo. It's a guy that we do a podcast about, Jen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll tell you about it sometime. (laughs) He's really good. He's underrated. (laughs) (laughs) He he should have had the career Leonardo DiCaprio has had in our Straight up. Mm. Straight up. I'm Mm. not disagreeing with you. That's uh, He's a hunk. He's a movie hunk. Oh, he's an absolute babe. spunk. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, so I, I'm going to launch in straight and say I really like this Madonna song. I liked it before Johnny Legs uh, came into my life or before mm. we started this podcast. Um this kind of 80s Madonna, early like her early, early career, is my second favourite Madonna. What's your my favourite? Fa- okay. My favourite Madonna is a controversial Madonna. Mm. Okay. Um, my favourite Madonna is kind of like mid-90s beautiful stranger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's frozen. A Ka- like entrance into Kabbalah Madonna. Yes, just around that. That's my favourite Madonna. Um, then Madonna. also like music Madonna. I would kind I of like, Madonna. and don't you, don't you ever tell me that mm. Madonna? Mm. Like, I really enjoy nineties Madonna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nineties Madonna deserves a similar level of credit as two thousands sure. Yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like nineties Madonna picked up on dance music as pop music mm. in America before mm. most people. And yeah. then shared it the same in the early 2000s. Mm. What's your least favourite era of Madonna? Uh, 
Naughty's Madonna, 2008 Madonna. Oh, okay. Like the Justin Timberlake Madonna. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm, That would be my least favorite. In terms of the music that she was bringing out, that's probably my least favorite Madonna. Yeah. Um, I really like Madonna. I got (laughs) When was Confessions on the Dance Floor? Is that 2000? That's 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 just, uh, oh, that was just before, that was, yeah, when she was sort of doing disco, yeah. Like Hung Up. I'm Hung Up. Hung Up is such a good song. Yeah, bang on. Yeah, that's Uh, a great one. I also really like League of Their Own Madonna. Oh, mm, yeah. so good. Fabulous Madonna. Yeah. When she was fully like tilting at being an actress. Yeah. 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 Oh. Very good. She yeah. did. She was in um, Don't Cry For Me Argentina, wasn't she? Evita, yeah. Evita, mm. yeah. Because um, I remember Meryl Streep wanted that part apparently. Oh, get out, really? And was really bitter and was like, I would have fucking, um, the- she was really bitter that Madonna got it. And then, yeah. Does Streepy sing though? Well, um, she was in. She was in. Um, she's in Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, which oh, I have yeah. this whole narrative in my mind uh-huh. that like she always, she was always so bitter that she didn't get um, Evita that she was like, oh. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it. I'm going to prove it, and kept trying to be in musicals. And then Mamma Mia came along. And she's like, I got to do it because I'm going to prove it. And um, and I think she did a stellar job in Mamma Mia. <laughs> she was fine. She was I fine. Have mixed feelings about Mamma Mia only because I think I enjoyed it, but then this fuck it's a bit dark, so feel free to cut this. I was uh, hospitalized yeah. in a mental hospital. Oh yeah, and um, for a couple of days, you know, whatever. We all do it. Yeah, um, we've all been there. We've all been there, weekend. and if we haven't, I'm giving myself a few weeks. Look, <laughs> you don't have to be crazy to be on this podcast, but. Which it really helps. helps. <laughs> well, I'm just um, telling you, like every any podcast you listen to, this is to the listener. Any podcast you listen to, um, there is like m- more, like more than fifty percent medicated. Is what yeah. I would say. I very comfortably say yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Anyway, and so I remember it's the first time I'd ever been on a mental health ward. And I remember all they had playing on the TV was Mamma Mia for about oh, 12 horrible. hours. Oh, my God. It's like yeah. Gitmo shit, you know? Like, that's like it, real. Honestly, it's like imprinted mm. on me in a way that I'm like, I have quite a visceral reaction to the imagery from it even. Like, yeah. you know, when like some people do like screenshots on Instagram for like aesthetic mm. or like a Meryl Streep. I'm on a Meryl Streep Instagram basically and I see it and I'm like, oh, I just remember like this being the only thing I saw for about 12 hours when I was at my absolute lowest. Jesus. Yeah, I had a joke yeah. about it in my show, which did not go well, obviously, which was like, it's crazy that they made this choice in a place that was trying to stop people from killing themselves. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, but it's all been up from there. <laughs> it's all up, all up. But from you're there. not in there anymore. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um. The man, that's, it's a very, that's a very, like, um, that's a very strange movie. I love, the reason I watched that movie was because I, um, went and saw French and Saunders live when they came to Australia and they did a sketch about it. And then, and you can look it up. They did it for, um, they played, they just played this sketch on, on stage and um, there's a longer version of it and it's all about the making of um, Mamma Mia and it's just peak them. It's like what they do really, really well. 
And it's amazing because not only do they reference the movie, they also literally like take shots from and reference the making of Mamma Mia from the DVD. Like, oh my God. like it's literally that. And so I watched it and I thought it was really funny. I love that sketch so much that I then went and watched all of Mamma Mia and it's 25 minute making of documentary wow. oh so my I could God. appreciate the sketch more. It's, oh it's, my it's, God. It's such a good sketch though. It's like, she does, um, she, uh, Jennifer Saunders does Meryl Streep performing the winner takes it all. And it's just, it's that's like, funny. Cause I remember there's a moment that that's a moment where Meryl Streep is like, wow, she is acting. And then like Jennifer Saunders just breaks it down to her flapping a scarf and it's just <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> It's very I hope good. people feel that oh, way about this podcast and Borderline and mm. Leguizamo's work. In. <laughs> and I love that you're such a big fan. Um, <laughs> uh, I love that uh, with Mamma Mia 2, when Mamma Mia 2 came out, um, Cher was in it. Cher was playing uh, Meryl Streep's mother. And Cher has openly said in interviews and stuff that she did it because she was asked nicely by Meryl. But it's never like it was just like I did it because I like I like my friend Meryl. That's why I've done nice. it. Yeah, it is nice. It's a shit film. I've not I, seen I've that not one. Seen and I can no. say that because John Leguizamo is not in it. Great. Uh, yeah. So it's a shit film. Um, I do feel like I often find myself comparing Madonna and Cher. Mm. Um, and I don't know if it's just because they've had similar careers in terms of like Longevity. Acting and music, longevity and stuff like that. Um, and I will say on the record that I probably am team Cher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Why that's is a, that? I like Cher's films more and I find that I enjoy Cher as a human a little bit more as well. Her Twitter um, presence is phenomenal. Very, very good. I She's saw very, a tweet from her. Good. I don't know if it was from today, but someone posted a saying it was just like her being like, I blocked someone's dad. Who was it? <laughs> She's so good. She's um, what's I mean, your she's favorite Madonna, Zach? Uh, favorite Madonna. That's a that's a yeah. that's a good question. Probably, probably like late eighties MTV Madonna. If I wow. were thinking about it. like the um, uh, you know, just the I'm a I'm a like I'm an ex Catholic. So I'm just like a fiend for like Catholic imagery. Mm. I think there's something so like uh, cool, like just cool and the way she played off that. And that's like that's like when she was doing like Jean-Paul Gaultier stuff. Like she just, oh, it was her yeah. peak like of taking, I think pop at its best takes like high art and low art and like mushes it together into mm. a package and that was the peak of her like to be taking all of those things and making it work. So that's mm. my favourite. Late 80s. MTV Madonna. It Imagine if Madonna. someone's favorite Madonna was the eye patch era, like the one that's just <laughs> oh. happened. <laughs> it's it's just her be wearing like, an eye patch. Oh. It's, uh, like it's got to be a draw, I would say, between stand up on Jimmy Fallon Madonna yes. or bitch on Madonna Madonna. British accent or. <laughs> yeah, I like the Madonna that kissed Drake. That's my favorite Madonna. Fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, oh she just kissed God. Drake on stage. Very funny. <laughs> Oh my she's God. Uh, she's like this is the thing with Cher like Cher, I feel like Cher is it Cher or Cher? I Doesn't say Cher. Ma- 
Share. I'm going to go with share. I don't mind just so long as there's consistency across the podcast. So I'm going to go with share if if you're going with share. Let's decide Um, it now. Yes. Let's lock in share. I'll give you share if you give Mm -hmm. me Björk over Björk. You say Björk? Björk. I say Björk, yeah. I say Björk. Björk. And I say it like that. (laughs) Björk. There are so many different (laughs) microphones. That's the only impression I can do. I can do two impressions. One is Björk <laughs> and one is um, uh, English dub of Japanese actress on um, Iron Chef. Oh These are the only God, two phenomenal. impressions. Please do it right please now, please. Do the okay. dub of Iron so, Chef. Okay, the dub of Iron Chef. Uh, so Japanese actress, judge, dubbed into English on Iron Chef is... <clears throat> <clears throat> so oh, fucking this is so lame. good. Sorry. This is so good. No, you, you, you picked the right podcast to do this. Yeah. I tried to do this on the radio and it was so fucking niche and, and we received several complaints. Um, no. Um, Our so, listeners are going to love this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they love what we tell them to love. <laughs> yeah. mm. Oh, that's really tasty. <laughs> I could never make that myself. <laughs> that's it. That's the whole impression. <laughs> so stupid. That looks very hard to do. <laughs> That's it. Can you say? Can you say? Um, wait, this is octopus or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, like something shock okay. about an ingredient? Yeah. I would never have thought that it could taste like this. Something yeah. Like that. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I never thought octopus as a dessert would work. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. You can do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Octopus. I've never had it in a dessert. <laughs> this is so tasty. I'm so surprised by this. Because it's also like that really literal, like low budget translation from Japanese into English, where they haven't quite nailed. It's a bit inelegant. It's it's one of those beautiful things about dubbing Japanese, yeah. where the uh, rhythms of the language are so different to English that mm. then there's, if it's Ill- inelegant, it's just like oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, try like vaguely trying to match the mouth movement, but not getting real close. Oh, Being like, so I love that so much. <laughs> That's like, the best thing I've seen. I've been <laughs> we've been in lockdown for like six weeks, and that has made it all worth it. <laughs> that was good. Oh man! And then That's my Björk so impression is just her being like, "I've never experienced anything quite like the drip of water of the antlers of a." I don't fucking know. My Björk's like, I find that if you use different microphones, it changes the song. It's not a good accent, but I feel like I I just do the. I feel like you drop it an octave and it's Christoph Waltz. (laughs) I think I could only do her. I think I can only do her singing. I don't think I could do her talking. I'm really bad at impressions. Yeah, me too. Try doing the singing. Do the singing. It's oh so quiet. <laughs> That's great. So, Thank you. So, so quiet. quiet. And then suddenly. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? I, I can't do. I can't do Björk, but I can do like 
um, Australian singer-songwriter doing Bjork, like, you know, like an Australian yeah. singer-songwriter from the early 2000s. Like a Josh Pike or something. Mm. Just someone like that like was inspired by Bjork but didn't quite realise that a lot of what Bjork is doing is just like cultural. It's not like a personality trait. So it's like, oh, thank you so much for having me on. I wrote this song. <laughs> Um, I've got a, I can't wait to do Splendor in the Grass. Um, uh, I made this song with a 40-year-old uh, producer. And, uh, they ah! <laughs> that's my, that's my oh, early two. Oh, there was a, there was I a show. I can't wait to um, open for Powderfinger at the Newcastle Stadium. Um, I've really looked up to the guys for a long time. And um, this is my song. It's about falling in love. <laughs> Um, I wrote. I this- wrote. I wrote fourteen other songs that were more true to me, but um, the like all the execs and the forty-year-old producer yeah. said that maybe I should do this this song, and yeah, I'd like it. I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's my. You know, when my- I started playing out in, in pubs in my small town, um, I never dreamed that um, executives from front Sony Music would tell me to wear shorter skirts, and um, <laughs> and and it's just from there. It's just been an amazing journey. <laughs> Everyone knows. This there is, was this um, is an attack on the execs. Just to be clear to anyone listening. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, uh, there was this show that was failed called The Valleys, which was like Geordie Shore but in Wales. Oh, I think oh. it ran for like two seasons or something, <laughs> no, no, and no, it no. was it it was a failure. But I was obsessed with it, and I used to be really good at doing their voices. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a shot. This is the yes. Best. This is the best. I haven't ever. done this for like ten years, but I'll try. So they're like, think Geordie Shaw, okay. but Wales. Yeah. So, so like, it's like okay, so like one of them's doing like a piece to camera about some shit yeah, that's just happened. Yeah, that's yeah. just happened. But it was just like literally, it was all they'd just get really drunk, get naked, and they'd all have sex. That, that was rules. the show. It was great. That rules. So we're like. I thought maybe he didn't like me, so I decided I'd go and get a tattoo on me fanny. And then on my way to get the tattoo on me fanny, I saw some boys and I was like, eh, boys, and I showed them me fanny. And it was so funny. And then he came on the bus and we had fuck. (laughs) We had fuck. And we had that book. was fucking amazing, dude. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank wow. you so much. Oh, wow. I just haven't done that in so long. <laughs> is this TikTok? Is this what TikTok is? No, I don't know. But if I I'm, I think I am going to make myself a TikTok. And if that's, yeah. I think maybe it'll just be about the valleys. <laughs> yeah, think, fuck I yeah. I think that people will like it. I've really leaned into reality TV and I would love to do oh. like reality uh, TV. Be on a we'll reality show? do the piece to cameras about and where they talk shit about people and then I love at the reunions where they're like, uh, oh, yeah, I forgot you'd see that. So, like, they have real-life interactions yeah. and then they go into another studio and, like, they're like, yeah, Zach doesn't realise what a dumb fuck I think he is. And then at the reunion they're like, I'm so sorry that you saw that. <laughs> reunions are, I- like, the most special thing. I feel like everything should have a reunion, even dramas. Yeah. Just, like, like yes. I love reunions so much. Like, mm. uh, every show I watch now, I'm like, if it doesn't have a reunion, I'm mad. Because, mm. like, I want to see their reaction to the thing they didn't see inside the story. Like, yes. anything I watch. Yes. Yeah. When characters break out of their own narrative constraints to then watch the narrative and <laughs> yeah. react to it in real time is fucking genius. Oh, yeah, like, absolutely. 
I've really become obsessed with the work of author Andy Cohen. <laughs> because I'm like, it's actually fucking genius. Like everything. And then, and then with social media getting even more instantaneous. And then these women who are clearly like on some kind of crazy level, like willing to participate and, and understand how reality TV works enough now mm. that they can reduce themselves to an archetype and then also respond to themselves being an archetype in a situation with a bunch of archetypes and then also be drunk. Like, it's great. Like, mm. I'm like, this is amazing. Like, it fires all the synapses in my brain. Yeah. I'm like, this is just fully realised entertainment and I fucking the love thing, it. Yeah. The thing I realised, I read this amazing in-depth article about, because I watch Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. I haven't watched oh, any of the, the best. other Real Housewives. It's the best, yeah. I think because they're the richest, I feel the least bad about them being Absolutely. <laughs> and... and there's something about it that once you're a few seasons in, you you realize that it's like a game, like Survivor, mm. and it's you're mm. watching who's gonna win the game. Who, like, I read this amazing thing where they broke it down. They're like, it's like Survivor, where the prize is getting another season. The prize is yes. an ongoing contract. Mm. Yes, and it's about how how can you insert yourself enough into the story that you continue to get the job without then having personal things exposed. That's the 100%. game. Yeah. And that's like this when you understand it as a game, it's phenomenal. That's very this is cool. why watching Lisa Rinna's arc over the last I have, five I'm, I'm years only, is amazing. I've only just watched Lisa Rinna's first season. Oh, okay, like, yeah. yeah. It's such a great journey because like there's this thing I've heard other people talk about where it's like Lisa Rinna is the perfect reality TV like character because she understands how TV works and therefore is a producer at the same time. <laughs> so you can yeah. see her in the show producing herself. Yeah, like just And so the way like narrative. she ex- yeah, like but the way that she approaches conflict then when she's like, "I don't know why you said that. Why did you say this about the other girls?" like and like is drunk, but not too drunk, but drunk <laughs> enough to get away with being mouthy and rude to people. Sorry, yeah. this is so like <laughs> so never <laughs> apologize. Fun. <laughs> but I'm just like it is kind of amazing when like these people become self aware. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. on the flip side, like you were watching Lisa Rinna's first season. I don't think Eric is in it at that point. No. No. Okay, so Erica Giraldi, who starts in the show. And she's like, I'm rich. I married an old dude and I'm rich. And I'm also in my 40s and becoming a pop star. And the gays love me. And like, all I do is wear designer clothes. And then it gets to the current season where she's going through a divorce with her elderly husband who it turns out defrauded like the victims and families of like plane crash survivors and that's I heard about this yeah and so that's where a lot of her personal wealth came from so watching it like in completion like the full arc of her character going from yeah I spent 40k a month on glam but that's why I married an old guy we have a private jet to her then in this season being like no one knows how hard it is. <laughs> no one knows how hard my life is. And, you know, everyone thinks that Tom, like, defrauded this person and, like, I'm poor now, like, while she's wearing a $500 shirt. Like, it's amazing. There is something it's so amazing. special about them being like, oh, my God, I'm poor now. And it's like, they didn't yeah. sell that dress like, yeah. you can live yeah. for a year what do you, do? you sell the dress you are wearing right now yeah. as you tell me yeah. like. 
It's crazy. It's a crazy show. I feel it's- like Real Housewives is such. I've not watched Real Housewives, but I'm a I'm a reality TV fan. But I feel like it's such a commitment. I also don't know where to start because there's Beverly so many. Hills season yeah. one, like Beverly Hills. It, it I get it was fully formed at that point. But you've watched more, yeah. Jen. Like, do you know more? I would say watch Beverly Hills season five because it is. I think that's Lisa Rinder's first season. Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's up there with maybe the last season of The Sopranos. Like it is. Oh, wow. Honestly, and I know that that's like a trendy like thing to be like, mm. reality TV is just as good as like the golden, but it is. Like yeah. there's stuff that happens in this season with, that it's just the villainy of it. Like oh, you're just she, like, this is yeah. amazing to watch someone, again, who is aware of being perceived so they're playing the part that they believe they have to in order to continue being yeah. on the show. But the depths that this person goes to, you're just like, this is amazing. Oh, it's it's like it's Greek tragedy. Like it's incredible. It fully right, is. Like it, it fully yeah. is. Like, but but I feel like and this is the most ludicrous thing I'm ever going to say to you, Mish. The reason that season five is so effective is because of how it builds to it over four seasons. This like, is true. Like yeah. Lisa Rinna inserting herself. Yeah, and it's like herself. Sopranos in that way in, <laughs> as well. In that, like, I couldn't – I'm a completionist anyway, but it's like I don't think I'd enjoy the last season of Sopranos as much if I hadn't seen the first few, right? I get it. So, like, yeah. Yeah, you and need something like, to compare it to. That's how I feel about Love Island UK season five. <laughs> like, it is – Love Island UK season five. I believe it's season five. Is – the best season of reality television I've ever watched in my entire life, but it's because I can compare it to Love Island Australia season two and Love Island UK season four. Mm. If I didn't have those, maybe five wouldn't shine the way it does in my heart, you know? And it's very much like you're absolutely right. I just watched season five of of Beverly Hills and it's like it's the culmination of so many different stories. Like it's literally like like so many characters like that that – uh, like it's the end point of their story, and then totally. Lisa Rinna inserts herself so tastelessly, like yes. she's so like totally, t- and then is very protective of her private life as well. So it's like there's this one it. scene yeah, where good. she's like just bringing up shit that she should not be bringing up, and people mm-hmm. are just like just drop it. She yep. keeps bringing it up, and then someone like in response is like, "Hey, what about your purse?" And she's like, "Psycho!" <laughs> oh my god, it is. <laughs> One of the greatest scenes of television. It's a confrontation at a dinner in Amsterdam. And it's got my favourite line from a TV show. Oh, what's your favourite line? Which she says, she goes, Beast, how dare you? And then smashes. How dare you? Yeah, and then smashes a wine glass and throws the smashed bits of wine glass at another housewife. But then afterwards, everyone's like (laughs) blaming the woman who brought up her husband and then called her a beast. I don't know. It's amazing. She calls but then, her a beast. This is what it, yeah. It's another beast. person. It's another How person. dare you? She goes, but, Kim oh, goes you're a beast. Good. And then literally yeah. her response is beast. How dare you? Like, I wanted to make it my Instagram bio for so long. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, Lisa Rinna works on Young and the Restless and Days mm. of Our Lives. She's just done a season of Days of Our Lives Salem, which is a spin-off of the main Days of Our Lives franchise. Days of Our Lives Salem? Is it about yeah. witches? Is I think it about- so. 
I oh, don't know. It's a but because it's like it's like it's because Days of Our Lives is NBC, so I think mm. they've made it for Peacock. So it's like the it's like the characters of Days of Our Lives on like a streamings of a high caliber streamings is my interpretation of. It. I haven't watched right. it, but amazing. Anyway, go on. So, but Lisa Rinna then does a scene on Days of Our Lives Salem where it's just her reenacting key moments from her time as a housewife. Oh my so God. she reenacts the Amsterdam dinner scene Stop where she it. then says, Beast, how dare you, flips a table. It's so good. With <sighs> the other housewife who is also on uh, Days of Our Lives, um, I've forgotten her name, the, uh, but yeah. she's like literally the only one that has a pure heart, I feel. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. It's such it's, a. It's such a. It, I will it, watch it. I I, I was watching to. it like as a guilty pleasure because I'm not a big reality star fan. I was sort of watching it as, and mm. I hit a moment in in that season where I was just like, like it is high. It's camp high art. Like it's like, and it is Andy Cohen is there with like other like it's like high drama. Yeah. Like it's it's amazing, <laughs> and it's also like n- women. Openly, like I feel like people don't appreciate that reality TV is engineered for people to openly express their conflicts with people. Like people don't go up to someone else day to day and be like, hey, I heard you talking shit about me. Like let's talk about it. Mm. Like most of the time I feel like everyone internalizes their conflict where they're like, oh, yeah, that person was talking shit about me so I'm just going to Or like them. they text or something like that. Totally. Just kind of like swept, yeah. Whereas like to put that pressure on people to directly confront people who are being mean to them, I feel mm. like is amazing and maybe something to be – this. I'm absolutely going to write a fucking think piece about it at some point <laughs> where I'm like, how Real Housewives told me to like own my anger. Like you know what I mean? Mm. It's like um, it's it, you're not right. It's this idea of like it like it gets it halfway to like you should op- openly communicate, but then yeah. there's also like techniques and things and ways to communicate that they're yeah. not given those tools. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they're not they get- de-escalating. <laughs> no, <laughs> they're only escalating. Oh my um, god, the latest season is great too. Sorry, this is has this been very boring for you, Bish? No. Not at all. I'm I'm enthralled. I want I want in on this so bad. If anything, like, I'm just jealous that I can't join in more. I want to watch Real Housewives. I think it's of Salt Lake City because one of them just got busted by the FBI and, like, they get it on camera. And I'm oh, like, this beautiful. is amazing. I really want to watch Real Housewives of Melbourne, but I think <gasps> I, I don't think I can watch that until after I've watched some Beverly Hills. You have I watched, to watch it up against Beverly Hills. Yeah. Because this I feel is- like it's the closest in, like, tone, honestly. But it's also very funny because the stakes are so much lower. It's, mm. it's, and that's and it, what I love. Yeah. It's so funny to like watch Beverly Hills, right? And then they're like, they're they're like, I live in a mansion on in on the in the hills of Beverly Hills, and mm. I have uh like. I have a walk-in closet the size of a one-bedroom apartment and then you watch Melbourne and they're like, I live in Turak, which is basically <laughs> the Beverly Hills of Melbourne. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's I so live, good. I live in a really nice apartment and you can step into my wardrobe. <laughs> like mm. It's just That's like... Chapel so Street is kind of like the Broadway of Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, do you know how I know that Turak isn't the Beverly Hills of Melbourne? Is because Beverly Hills isn't the anything of anything. That's why it's Beverly no. Hills. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have to watch. 
I think only one season got made of it, Real Housewives of Auckland. Oh. If you love. Of Auckland? Oh. Yeah. There's four it, people in Auckland. They just did the four people in Auckland. They had to fly someone in from Wellington. And then and that's also can- like a central um, source of drama where they're like, oh, she's Wellington money. Like, oh, that's oh so she dresses funny. like she's from Wellington. And like one of them, I think, yeah, oh, it's. I just love big egos, low stakes. Yeah, it's the it's, best. It's, it's pure comedy. It's, it's pure comedy. It's very. It's always a loop around to our real estate thing of like. Yeah. I was watching um, Million Dollar Listings LA, and she started list. She did listed a house in San Diego, and there's this one scene where they're at the races, and and this guy's like, "Come on." Come, let me introduce you to a table. These are the socialites of San Diego. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I love anything where it's like, yeah, exactly that. It's like the highest status of Melbourne. Like, yeah. yeah, God, I would love to be a gatekeeper of Sydney, and you meet them <laughs> you because do, you they've do. appointed themselves that. Mm. But you're like to be like that. Confident to be like, imagine. Oh, honey, well, if you want to get far in this city, you better know what kind of wine to order when we sit down to have a lunch at the Ivy. Like, it's like, no, <laughs> none of this matters. It's it's literally like I worked at a gold class in in South Yarra, so the, the, it is like almost is bordering on PTSD when I not to d- diminish that actual thing, but like it's so funny to watch. Beverly Hills, and then literally watch people like I, I don't know their faces, but when I watch Real mm. Housewives of Melbourne, I can guarantee that I have served at least one of those women a churro at like yeah. at gold class. Oh, like, yeah. I saw one of them at Pran Market. I can't remember which one, but it was definitely while I was getting a cheese toasty. And I was right. just like, what is this energy? Because I'm hungover <laughs> and I'm here having a cheese toasty because I've done despicable things the night before. But then this is like almost like an outing, but is it's like a branding opportunity. You know mm. what I mean? Like yeah. to like in to view all of your uh, interactions in your real life as a branding opportunity for Absolutely. the realist, like the reality show you're in. It's is kind I of amazing. Do, yeah, no, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with anything. Like then we should wrap this up. We haven't talked about borderline <laughs> at all. <laughs> This is one of the worst ones we've done. I'm thoroughly no, no, I, no, but, I but also one of the best podcasts. For the impressions alone, no. like this is great. Um, um, but there's always like there's something so funny about like I'm, I'm obsessed with anything where like like you said, status is one of the things or money. Like any mm. scene or world where status and money mm. are like important. When Australia tries to do that, and oh. this is not to diminish Australia, I think Australia has a great place on the world stage, all of that shit, but we have too small of a population for anything to have enough money behind it to Absolutely, be. Absolutely, yeah. So yeah. boxing, I love mm-hmm. Australian boxing. I love Australian pop music. Like mm-hmm. when it's like pure pop, like mm-hmm. it's so funny because it's just like you need millions behind this 
for totally. it. Totally. Like, because it's about We don't the have the scale of population <laughs> to then launch these people to a level of wealth. No. What we expect them to do is to go overseas, get the money, get the yeah. power, get the fame, then come back here with their money, power and mm. fame and we can like. There are things where wealth and money and all of those stuff like happen. Like there's things where like wealth is a part of it, but it's mm. when like wealth is core to it, when it's like I, I will box you. Like it's like I don't even care who wins the boxing fight because at the end of the day we're all walking away with five thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <gasps> it's like when you saw did you guys watch Drag Race Australia? Of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, when the prize was like, I think thirty thousand dollars. Yeah, so wonderful. It's so wonderful. <laughs> oh, sorry, you were in it, Zach. I'm sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Fuck, sorry. No, I don't care. No, no, I loved the thirty thousand dollars. Oh my god, the thirty thousand dollars. It was amazing. I love it. I love it so much. And it is like Real Housewives of Melbourne is so special for that. It's like you I need have... to watch that. I feel like the Real Housewives of Melbourne. Did you ever – oh, oh, I think it was on Stan. Maybe it was on Netflix mm-hmm. called The Single Wives. No. Oh, no. Oh, oh, oh. Um, yeah, watch that. It has nothing to do necessarily with wealth, but it's just that it's very, very like, sorry, that's a, that's a topic for another day. We have to talk about that another time. I think <laughs> that we should give Borderline, the Madonna music video from the 80s, a Leguistamo rating. Now, Jen, Leguistamo, <laughs> uh, we just haven't spoken about this music video at all. Um, and Jen, I don't want you to blame yourself. This no, is not at all. This was fun. delicious. I've had a great time. Yeah, I've had, um, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. And if people didn't like this, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I needed this. This was great. Yeah, honestly, this world, yeah. like, you guys have lived through this week and yeah. earthquake and... A class war happening on the streets of Melbourne during a pandemic. Like, I'm sorry if the podcast is a bit unfocused. (laughs) 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 We realised last week that that our our, our, um, podcast is two Hamishes in desperate need of an Andy. I tried to fight. I tried to fight that I could be the Andy, but that's no. That's what no, Hamish no. would do in this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so a Leguistamo rating is how Leguizamo-y it is. So we're not rating it uh-huh. in terms of like how much you enjoyed the music video. It's how Leguizamo-y it is. So, okay. for example, I'm going to say I'm going to give it three Leguistamos, and the reason I'm giving it three is firstly, number one on the IMDb list. Gotta love that. That mm-hmm. instantly is just like on your legs, he'll always have this and what a cool first credit. But I couldn't tell who he was at Mm. all in the music video and I watched it three times, I think, four times maybe, and I couldn't really tell who he was. But he was there, like I I sensed him. So because Mm. of that, three leg was Stamos from me. Zach? Mm -hmm. Um, If you're... One of our two, two, to, two to five listeners, and you know which who he was. Let us know mm. um, in the comments of something. Um, I believe he was out the front of the pool hall because I think there was that one close up of him where I was like, "Oh, I can't really see. It's all very like blurry, like not like low frame rate eighties music video." Mm. And then there was like one close up where I'm like, "That that looks like baby legs right there." Mm. Um, you know, I think I've got to give it 
three Leguistamos as well. It would be a lower Leguistamo if it was later in his career. But the fact that I think it's a very priceless artifact in the Leguistamo study that is Leguizamorama. This is a very priceless thing. It's it's so wonderful to see him so early in his career. Mm. Um, we do get that full close up, which is you know better than I was expecting, um, and a great like a great little. Um, if you're a baby legs aficionado, um, this is a great moment. It's not as good for the baby legs fans as like a as a Miami Vice. Yeah. Miami Vice, you know, he really had something to do in Miami Vice. He doesn't have an oversized jacket, which I think is really key for very. Mm. Um, Jen, when 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 Baby Legs is really singing, this was before he mm-hmm. became sexy Luigi because he was in the Mario Brothers movie. Um, oh, yes, um, he often just had really big jackets that made massive him look blazers, really little, um, looked like a he, child yeah. dressing up in his father's clothing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, like a reverse Charlie Chaplin. Yes, type of situation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely mm. that, and um, that wasn't there for this. But I've got to give it three because it's the first. And because mm. who knows, like, was it because of Miami Vice? Was it because of this that he went into that Miami Vice audition and felt a little more comfortable in front of? Yeah, because he'd met Madonna. Yeah, and isn't that that's cool? True. What an interesting! What was happening in New York City? How did he get the gig time? without any other gig? Yeah, did anyway. he know mm. Madonna? Like, what? 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 What was the after party like for that shoot? <laughs> you know, that's what I want to know. They talk about in between takes. <laughs> <laughs> did she talk to him? So what's your Leguistamo rating, Jen? Okay. Five. And I'll tell you why. Fuck. Okay. Okay. First of all, first, this is a first gig I think is huge, right? Mm. To be a featured extra in a video clip of one of the biggest pop stars at that time on a music video, which is essentially like at the peak of MTV, like mm. when people were really watching it, you know what I mean? When it was culture defining. This I think was already, the song as well. Yeah. This was the song that broke her out as well. So, yeah. I think that's already like, that's like being featured in a Rihanna, like Fenty show. I feel mm. that would be the equivalent. Like culture defining yeah. art. Yeah. I reckon this is in it. Like, I reckon but, if I was in a, if I got, if I was in a Cardi B music video. Yeah. Then I'm, would I'm, be, I would know that in 20 years' time. People I'm be talking famous. About yeah, 100%. Yeah. But where do the other two stars come from? I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the experience of this podcast. The real. Oh, wow. Well, well. <laughs> the real John Leguizamo experience for me. Yeah. Was getting to chat to you. Well, thanks. <laughs> it was the friends I made along the way. <laughs> What's more John Leguizamo than that? Yeah. That warm feeling you get when you chuck on a VHS of Mario Brothers? He was simply the vehicle for us to come together at this point in history Yeah, when, let's be honest, Mm. we're all on our phones. (laughs) (laughs) And what we really need to do is put down the phones, look up. And do a John Leguizamo Look up podcast. Look your phone. Yeah. Put it Look down. Your <laughs> um, Put down so- your phone and pick up a copy. Pick up a copy of Ice Age. That's what yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Connect with your children over yeah. over the voice stylings yeah. of Leguizamo. We- wear a big Hawaiian shirt. Mm. 
<laughs> pull out your gun <laughs> <laughs> and channel John Leguizamo <laughs> in Romeo and Juliet today. Do it today. Maybe yeah. maybe you're having a little bit of trouble, you know, talking <laughs> about your feelings with your dad. He's a different generation. He doesn't mm-hmm. let out his feelings. He doesn't let out the love between a son <laughs> and a father. He doesn't know how to express that. Why don't yeah. you just sit down? You don't need to talk. Sit down. Chuck on a DVD of Chef. Yeah. Just watch <gasps> Chef. He's phenomenal might, in Chef. Yeah. You, might, you might be in a situation where you've lost your job, yeah. you've lost your wife, you've lost you've lost all of your money at the mm. the mm-hmm. to sex workers at that yep. at that hotel. Yep. DVD of Spawn. Chuck it on. <laughs> and I, I promise it. you. The things will get brighter for you. I'm, I'm, I know you're sitting here and it's been a dark couple of years for everyone, you know. It's, a, uh-huh. it's, the, fall, mm. it's the fall of the American empire and all of, all of her allies and, and it can be tough, it can be scary. Mm. But uh, i got to say to you, you know, maybe, maybe, you're a, maybe you're a bit of a bigot. Maybe you're the sort of person that um, just doesn't get all this cross-dressing and, and um, drag, hoo-ha, not for you. You, you mm. got pretty set mm. ideas of gender. Why don't you just chuck on to Wong Fu mm. and just, you know, laugh, cry, have a beautiful mm. journey mm. and realise that, s- hey, if, if Patrick Swayze, if Blade, if the guy from Spawn are happy to <laughs> get in drag and have a bit of fun, maybe maybe it's nothing to be... Maybe yeah. stop being a bigot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful, Zach. Wow. Thank you so much, Jen, for joining us today <laughs> to talk about so Borderline, much. the music video. <laughs> thanks so much for having me on your Real Housewives of Beverly Hills recap show. <laughs> no problems. Um, cannot wait. I <laughs> did cannot a post the other finale. day. Uh, my thank you to you, Jen, is I did a post the other day where I did a where I did a pie graph of about where it was a reference to Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And um, Safty Brothers, the um, the uncut gems, and I was like, I don't think this is gonna do well, yeah, because I don't think there's enough people. Like both of those things are very popular properties in their own right. I don't think yep. there's many people that are gonna be like on board with it, both of them enough. To, yep. And you were you were the first blue tick that liked that post. Hell yes, <laughs> hell yes. Honestly, have I? I love niche Safety Brothers content. I love niche Housewives content, and I love seeing it on the timeline. I love posting on the timeline. Have I lost five thousand followers in the last year? Yes, but <laughs> do I feel like I'm expressing who I truly am now? Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Yes. Um, now, yes. Considering you've just said then you've lost five thousand followers, if you feel like gaining three more, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Feel three, free to promote three your thousand. yeah three <laughs> three, three dots, one two yeah. three three if yeah. you're lucky. Um, uh, feel free to promote yourself right now. What's your what's okay. your gram? What's your Twitter? Where can they find you? <laughs> Do you want the unhinged rantings? Yes, <laughs> of a woman who has been isolated for too long. <laughs> Please follow me at Jen Fricker. Uh, G instead of a J. G G. G. G N Fricker. G E um, actually G E between the N actually. It's G and then E and then N and then Fricker, which sounds like a rude word, I know. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. And Zach as well, thank you for joining me on my podcast today. Um, I would usually suggest to Tom to to see us out with a bit of Madonna's borderline, but I'm gonna ask him to put on a bit of Bjork. 
Mm. Wow. Look now, Father. <laughs> it, it's pretty indicative of how how far we went from the topic that we're yeah. playing Bjork at the end of a Madonna podcast. Oh, I guess the obvious choice is it's always so quiet, right? Yes. And I so just yeah. brought in a completely different. I'm sorry. No, no, I go to the mountain just to be. <laughs> <laughs> a little, little bit of hyper ballad from someone who can't quite remember the lyrics. <laughs> I'm gonna I, leave it up to Tom. Tom, you choose. You choose the Bjork song. Enjoy yourself. Thank you, Jen, and Jen. thank you to everyone who managed to get through to the end of this. I don't know why. Thank you, Jen. This is the best. <laughs> this is the best fun I've had in a long time. Thank you so Yay! much for coming. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks, everyone. It's oh so Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.